welcome to Namaste with Renee. I'm your host, Renee Marcoux, an award-winning female entrepreneur, life success and empowerment coach, and professional singer. And in this podcast, we share ways to empower you to live with more inner peace and happiness. Welcome, everybody, to Namaste with Renee. I'm so happy to be here with you today because I have a really special guest for you. Her name is Denise Reeves. She's amazing. You're going to love this talk with her today. She's the founder of Balanced You, and she is a, she has been practicing mindfulness, yoga, and meditation for over 30 years. And she has run her own wellness company for 10 years. You're going to be so impressed. Um, so after 15 years, this is where, you know, she'll get more into her story about it. Um, but just to give you a little brief, after 15 years being in technology and consumer goods, with those long hours, lots of travel, demanding timelines, and also managing a family, um, she got to a point where she was feeling overwhelmed and burned out and It was through a commitment to fitness, yoga, and mindfulness that she learned how to balance and energize herself through these stressful times. So we're going to talk about that today and let you know how you can also do that as well. But before we get into that, I want to welcome my friend Denise to the show. So thank you so much for being here on Namaste with Renee. Hi there. Hi, everyone. Such a pleasure to be here. And thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, So excited to have a chat. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Yeah. So um, is is there anything else you want to fill in about yourself that you want to share with everybody here? They can kind of get to know you a little bit more. Maybe where are you from? Where are you located in this beautiful world? Oh, yeah, sure. So um, I actually grew up on the East Coast. I'm currently living in Arizona, spent many years in California, And between all that, in my working career, spent, um, I think, about seven or eight years in Asia. So I was based out of Japan, living and working there. Um, And I guess that's sort of part of the story because, you know, Renee, I know you work with a lot of people on manifestation, and that was part of what I had manifested for myself. That's what I wanted. Wow. I wanted to be overseas working. That was part of this sort of vision I had of myself and Mm um yeah it was part of the path and uh fabulously wonderful yet um also part of the burnout (laughs) oh right Mm -hmm. wow right was that when you were you overseas when you were working in technology and consumer goods um yes the consumer goods oh so I um Consumer goods. So I started, I actually selected consumer goods very strategically because um, I had had a degree uh, or an advanced degree in marketing and um, felt that if I were to be going into a foreign culture and working, it would behoove me to work in an industry that was um, needing to have the female presence. So I was Mm. in um, this sort of shampoo, toothpaste world of consumer goods. (laughs) And um, because because the um, most of the people that make those purchases are women. 
So, um, you know, back in, in Japan. So they're the, they are the buyers of these products for their families. So I felt that I wanted to be, um, if I were, and I wanted to work overseas. So that was part of the drive. So if I were to work mm-hmm. overseas, I wanted to be in an industry that I would, um, uh, you know, be an active member of with other women. Um, in the day that I was there, there was still um, considered some sort of, a little bit of discrimination still on where women were in the workplace in Japan. Mm. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. And then was it from that point in time in your life where you were like, I need to have a switch and kind of, you know, move over into the fitness, yoga, and mindfulness? So the fitness, the yoga, the the mindfulness kind of came later. The fitness and the yoga um, were woven into the fabric of my life at a lighter level and which means that it was very much on the side um but interestingly enough I um so it was always there but my mind was active and I think we'll get into that a little bit today and um so I um you know didn't but yet I wasn't seeing it because I was still um sort of striving for these things mm-hmm. that I thought were very important. Um, so mm-hmm. I absolutely used um, whatever forms while I was there to help balance myself. So I kept it there, but the mindfulness didn't come in until a little bit later, another chapter in my life where I actually okay. um, officially got burnt out, which is where I came and um, back to the States worked in technology and then had kids. And it was as mm. if the kids were the, um, the thing that broke the camel's back because oh, um, okay. there is just a point in what we are trying to manage. Um, and so at that point, I'm in high tech, back in California. I've met my husband and, um, you know, technology – um, maybe today as we speak, it's slowed down a little bit, but it was definitely a 60-hour work week. And wow. I, um, wow. yeah, and so it was, that was, that was when just things weren't working. Um, so while the, the work is interesting, I, I do marvel. I, I remember uh, living in, I was in an area called Kansai, which is this, uh, near Osaka and Kyoto, for any listeners that are even familiar with that area. Anyway, I would, I remember once saying, I'm going off for, a, I signed up with an Australian lady for, oh, I think it was um, over six weekends, maybe it was four. We did chakra work. You know, so you can see there was still an orientation, even though I'm heavy working. So I remember, mm-hmm. you know, that was my first large look at looking. And we spent a whole weekend on one chakra in depth. Oh, wow. All sorts of practices. Yeah. And oh, it was wow. only women. Um, and so that's why I always said there was always an orientation towards taking a look at other elements of the self and how interesting we are, mm. right? Yet, um, mm-hmm. So I'm wearing I'm wearing definitely two hats at that point, and I'm I, I wow. sense that I'm not on I'm not unusual in that way. I feel like others also are similar. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel that um, some of the listeners out there can really relate to that for sure. Um, so then, I guess that would lead into kind of this question for you: um, How did you become interested in presence 
And what actually is that? Um, how would you describe okay. that definition, you know, as you're at this point in your life and you're realizing that, you know, you need to really sit down and see what's working and what's not. Was that when that presence um, piece came in for you? Well, um, I would be lying to say that it magically came in. I've had to sort of roll up my big girl sleeves and see that some things mm-hmm. weren't working out. Um, so okay. first of all, I want to I want to tell everyone and your audience that those things that we think are killing us, getting us in the face, you know, whatever it is, life, I'm, something major happens in your life, right? And you're like, what if? And those are our gifts. They don't feel like gifts, but they are a gift. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they come because energetically, for lack of a better term, and I could go into this more, but I won't at the moment because I want to stick to your question and keep it at that level to start with. But we are ready mm-hmm. to take a look. Because when you are feeling the resistance, the pressure cooker, this is... This is your way of telling yourself, and even though it feels like it's coming from the outside world, right, that mm-hmm. um, you are not in a state of presence, to be la- for lack of a better term, okay? Um, so let me, if you don't mind, I'd like to just explain what mindfulness is quickly versus presence. Yeah. Would that be okay yeah, real please. quickly? Absolutely. Because they, 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 they float inside each other uh, in the way I look at it. So, you know, mindfulness, everyone, and I'm sure you've heard this, is just this simple way and without any judgment, and I like to underscore that because people don't hear that enough, no judgment, and it's an awareness mm-hmm. of my, my inner world and my outer world. Um, and it's an awareness of the flow of experiences that are coming into my inner world. Um, so it's observing my thoughts, maybe my emotions, the sensations, the images that are coming up, the dynamics in my life, etc., so that's what I call the inner world. And mm. what that might mean to some of you, it's like, um, you know, for me, because uh, I said that the children were just the thing that threw me over, it's like uh, I remember feeling like I can't believe I was up all night with the baby getting sick or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that was not done mindfully, by the way. Those were thoughts of, what the heck is going on? <laughs> um, and when I'm mindful or when you are mindful, we are observing but not caught up and identified with um, this thing some people call the ego, but it's also the story. Okay? The story. So mm-hmm. the story, the stream of thought, for lack of anything else, um, that's happening through us. And, you know, that thought is usually something in the future in the past you know mm-hmm. oh my god now this yeah. is happening so that and that you know oh, you know whatever I'm going to be I'm going to be if I'm up all night I'm going to be a mess tomorrow I'm going to be tired right I mean this is a basic right. but people sometimes don't sleep so that's a stream mm-hmm. of thought I'm going to be yes. tomorrow's going to stink it's going to be horrible I didn't sleep right there's a stream of thought right. um yeah so that's the mindfulness. Mindfulness is seeing these streams of thought. Now let's talk about presence because mm-hmm. that was your question. Yeah. Presence is this, what, what some people have called in the mindfulness space, but the stability of mindfulness. It's the degree to which you are grounded in the awareness in the moment itself. 
So with practice, Mm -hmm. your awareness becomes like this home base, this place you go back to, um, rather than the contents of the awareness. So this is why I say it takes a teeny, it can take a little bit of practice. It's like a muscle, right? You don't, you don't put on your sneakers and run a marathon. You just don't. You train, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So I would, I would say to hold a state of presence. That doesn't mean you can't feel it. Anyone can do this. Anyone. But to hold a state of presence does take some practice. Because um, you're abiding in a, this field of awareness um, that flows through you in the present moment. So that might look and feel like, um, and I'll give you an example. So these, a child of mine might be having a real big moment, right? Just not happy and mm-hmm. letting it rip. And if I'm present, I can actually pause and I see where they're coming from. I feel what's going through them. I actually see what's going on with their, with their activities, right? And so instead of saying, are you kidding me? You know, instead of it being about me, I'm actually allowing this energy to flow and just residing in it and seeing it without reaction, without assuming, without anything right? Just allowing it. Um, And I can do it with myself as well. So, um, and and I do it, by the way, all the time. I even did it with, I had a dream this week, which is interesting. And I saw an element of, um, and you'll now learn how I use dreams for my own growth, because I'm about to tell you with this audience, but I saw an element of some fear deep in the dream, Okay. And I wasn't mm-hmm. as concerned about the story because that's, again, another story, right? It was the right. story of my dream. But the energy was this deep-rooted, and it was an interesting thing. I was like, oh, my gosh, Denise, you have a still a teeny inkling of this kind of, which uh, is a little bit obvious for everyone, but there was a, a tad bit of a fear of death going on in that dream, okay? Mm-hmm. I could feel that energy. And I woke up, and that was what I pondered. That was me holding an energy, an emotion, and I was like, oh, wow. And just I allowed it to be. Didn't judge it, right? Mm -hmm. Just saying, oh, that energy resides. That energy resides. And that's presence. Presence is crystal Mm -hmm. clear sitting in what's coming through at the moment. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I know that certainly lands with me. I can surely tell when I'm in the state of presence or when I'm in the opposite. (laughs) And um, which actually, would you define what the opposite of presence is so people can kind of feel what that contrast is to presence? Sure. So, um, I mean, honestly, I would say that many Humans are often not present. <laughs> um, I would say present. that with you. <laughs> For sure. So I, um, when you're not present, you are um, hanging on to the story of your life emotionally, usually. Emotionally. Okay? Mm-hmm. 
emotion. So I, I use emotions as a, um, I, emotions and I are like this beautiful, emotions are your indication to you of where you are. Um, there, there, are, there are fingers of growth. So if I'm feeling sad, okay, Mm-hmm. And I continue to replay the story and then have and analyze it, which people do, or angry, mm-hmm. or any of these things. Um, and there's a lot of analysis going on. So this is the non-mindfulness as well. I'm thinking of future, right. past, the story, not in the moment. Like, I am not in the moment. I am thinking about a story. That is not present being present. Okay. So that mm-hmm. is when, and, and, and usually the thought attaches to an emotion. Now, emotions can happen, do happen in the present moment, but it's the relationship we have with them that are the, so if, in other words, if I'm feeling sadness and I say, and this is a mindfulness technique, by the way, oh, mm-hmm. whew, sadness, I feel you. And I allow myself to sit in that sadness. And I usually say, and it's been taught that you, like the sadness would be like a ball of energy or a baby, and you hold it. Like, would you ever throw the crying baby on the ground? No. With love and care, you hold the baby, even though it's crying, right? That's Mm -hmm. what I Mm -hmm. encourage people to do with these emotions. That's being present in the emotion. And what happens is, when we are, and that's also a form of what? Self-compassion, right? Right, yes. When we can hold and sit that, with that thing. So in mm. that way, that's a very healthy, and not that there's healthy and unhealthy, but that's, that's in mindfulness how we, we, we hold, we allow, and it runs through us. And actually what I found is that's also a way where you um, can override the program and that's another term I use, but basically the program of the mind taking us right and left, right? And yes. we sit in it. But when we feed it by replaying the story, or he said, she said, this is the antithesis to being present and mindful. And then yes. can I just add one more thing on presence for your, yes. for your audience that's more spirit, spiritual? I really want to tie this in because, so, you know, these days so many people are tapping into their power places and getting information oh, or yeah. meditating. So mm-hmm. I really want to say that, look, um, those moments where the individual sits down and she or he um, is clear and clean and open and feels that energy and gets that information, and so, you know, and, and again, Everyone's practice is different. Some people like to say I'm getting information in my meditation or through my higher self. These are all perfectly, you know, whatever that is for you. But that's where that happens. It happens from a state of presence in that moment. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So presence and you, is the tapping into that power that we have. Mm, Sorry, go ahead. Yes. Oh, I was actually going to to just affirm that with you by 
um, you know, that is like where you do find that personal power. It is through presence and it is through, um, you know, like you said, however anybody wants to relate to it, whether it's higher self or God or meditation, you know, whatever that form of presence is for other people. And maybe sometimes some of the listeners out there maybe didn't really recall that as presence or as, you know, using like a mindfulness technique in order to get there. But it's so important because that in those moments, we can find that personal power. And presence is so powerful. You know, I, I have, the, I had a recent experience like that. I was like, just finally sitting down for myself. And, you know, I closed the computer, the workday and all that stuff. And I was just sitting there and without like having to go and reach for my phone or without having to go and feel like I had to like, you know, plan for the, the work week next week and all these things. I just took that moment for presence. And within that presence, I just had this download of information just, you know, of the personal things that I've been working, not, not even to say working on, but just um, working through, I guess you could say. And it just like all these thoughts that I had in my mind, the story that I was holding on to about a specific situation, just had this resolve in that moment because it was like, oh, okay, like here it is, Brene. And all I did was just sit there to be present in my present self. And this, it, it felt like it was a healing. So just, mm-hmm. and that's where I did find that personal power. And if I didn't take that moment of presence, that story or that thought process would still be in my mind until I found that resolution. So, um, and I didn't even find it. It just came through because I created the space for presence. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that. And, um, and it brings me to my next question for you. Um, when you talk about like, you know, personal power and presence and things. And, um, you know, you were mentioning before how people may look to the higher self or to God or through meditation. Um, I wanted to know what's your definition on beliefs versus knowing. Mm-hmm. So the, actually, this is a great one. Um, and I think it's going to come into a little bit, and, I, and I, I'm guessing that some of your, um, this comes into those people that have looked into manifestation as well. So this will tie mm-hmm. because the um, beliefs often are ideas that we might have and we're trusting in. Nothing's wrong with that. Don't get me wrong as I start this. But mm-hmm. um, the energy that many of us hold, which I'm going to call a limiting belief, mm-hmm. deter from us manifesting or knowing something. And so let me just break that down a little bit. Um, so I'm a big fan of using this term of energy. Um, I mean it in a very real way, like real meaning that, you know, yeah, we're energy that Things, the physical things are energy as well as um, our thoughts and emotions are also energies, okay? Yes. So um, the, the belief is an idea, which is, is fine, but it can often have unconscious or less than conscious limiting beliefs to it. 
Mm-hmm. And this, these are the things that are uh, deterring us from our knowing. Let's just put it that way. So a knowing is void of anything but this absolute sense of in the present, because we talked about presence, we have mm-hmm. a knowing. And that's how I define it. And yes. so, um, okay, can I, I'm going to give a really tangible, so this is like everyday example. Um, I'm glad okay. my daughter will not, will yes, not love I, this. But this is actually a real story. Um, Mom, um, so I've studied the law of manifestation. This is a true story. She's 17. And um, it's working great, except in one case. And I'm like, well, what's that? And she said, well, I'm really trying to manifest a boyfriend. <laughs> so she said, but it's not working. What's going on? And I said to her, it's because you have a limiting belief around it. So she said, well, what does that mean? And I said, well, I don't know. You're going to have to think about that. But there's something going on there. Okay. Long story short, she starts to uh, just date a guy. They get together. They're, you know, hanging out for over, but over a period of time, slowly, over a month. And um, recently, he uh, said, you know what, we're not going to see each other anymore. There's another girl, and she's very upset. And in her moment, and she was very upset of crying, I sat with her, and I heard her say, I never called her on this, but I heard her say, I'm not enough. Mm. That, was, that was the limiting belief. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, now energetically, I want everyone to hear what happened. Forget the story. This is a very huge learning energetically. So energetically, she believed that she wanted a boyfriend. Nothing wrong with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a, a guy comes into her life. They're hanging out. She actually really likes him. Um, there's a, some other girl, blah, blah, blah. But that belief of I'm not enough was always in there. That's a deep belief she holds in her system. Right? And it, it came out. Now, why do I tell this story? Because this is one of the biggest things that one can do. In, and by the way, the te- what I'm about to say is embedded in mindfulness practices, in spiritual practices, in so many. So this is, this is just, you know, I know Deepak Chopra has mentioned it. It's just there. This is the truth. When we mm-hmm. say to ourselves, I see that I have this limiting belief. In her case, I'm not enough. And we sit with it. We, we bring it to the surface. So let's say it was under the water. We bring it to the surface. And we hold it. Maybe we contemplate it. Maybe we feel it in the present moment. I mean, we feel it. We hold it like that baby. We bring it to the surface. And then we can start to unwrap it and see that it's actually not true. Mm. It's actually a fabrication of not being mindful. It's a fabrication of a story. You following me? The energy it holds, which is where I'm back to the energy concept, does dissipate. I know this sounds nutsy, but it does. Period. End of story. It dissipates if you do this work, and I call this the work. And when it dissipates, you have, and maybe it's a deep one. So I'm not going to lie. Like things like control are deep. But you can start to peel back the layers of the onion. And as we do, we step into life with more presence, 
because we start to understand how powerful this is, <clears throat> and our sense of knowing increases. So knowing becomes more like that intuition in the moment. We just know more. We are, mm-hmm. we are starting to ride the wave bit by bit in presence and then knowing. And it's as if the information that we are getting to stream through this body of ours in this life we live just rides through us. Mm. And we're, we're riding from a place of so much more power. But it is imperative to do the other work. Or else, and I'm not saying you, don't, you will get to those present places, don't get me wrong, but you won't hold them. Yes. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, I, I think that was such a beautiful example to bring up and with your personal story with your daughter and to really show her like help actually if you wouldn't mind sharing did she hold that I am not enough with within so, her and really look at that so, how did yeah, that so that's a good question so so as a mother of this work you know and I'm just gonna I also have to be mindful that Mm -hmm. she has to be ready to do, Mm because she's young still, to do this work. So we, as individuals, step into this because we want to, okay? This doesn't get forced on anybody. But So in her case, I let her have a weekend to completely mourn herself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So she spent a full day completely, maybe two, completely upset. You know, the friends came over and consoled her the whole bit. We call that the pity party, right? The whole thing happened. (laughs) Um, And ironically enough, this is why it's fresh. Um, She was explaining this last night because the law of manifestation came up again, and we have um, some family here. And um, at that point, um, I mentioned the limiting belief, and she asked me, well, what was mine? And I said, well, you said it. So I'm very um, mindful to, to – so when she was ready, she said, well, what is it? And I said, I'm, it was that you're not enough. You said it. You're not enough. And she said, well, he doesn't want to go out with me, so I'm not, okay? And this is how it works. So now it's in her awareness, okay? Mm-hmm. The awareness mm-hmm. of she holds that limiting belief is there it needs to be further unpacked. So in the case of my daughter, who's young and working into this, now this is beautiful because this means that young people can do this. Um, It's going to be a little bit, it's going to be over a little bit of time. But she'll get there because it's now in her field. Whereas so many people don't even get to the point to label that I have this belief that I'm not enough. Mm. And that, in mm-hmm. mindfulness, we call labeling. Labeling, by the way, there's this labeling practice, and that's one mm-hmm. of the reasons it's a useful practice. Like you could say, um, like, and that's so you can start to see the flow of the mind. It, and I'm not, I don't want to go on a tangent on that, but we label. We can say, you know, um, I see anger, or I see a tree, I see this, I see that, because we start to see that's how the mind works, and that's for people that have a very active mind. 
But when you can mm-hmm. find these things called not enough, um, you can get to the point where you can now do the unpacking of, um, honestly, guys, and this is the big thing, most of these limiting beliefs are not true, even if you right. believe they are. Yes. They are not true. Mm-hmm. And you, not me, not Renee, <laughs> she works with you, right? But <laughs> you have to see that because mm-hmm. you're the one who's creating a new field of energy in, in the system. Yes. So when that gets unpacked, you have literally, and I like to call it like imagine a cartoon and you can see that ball of energy called limiting belief just going and dissipating away, like literally going into little pieces. Can you mm-hmm. see how much power, power we gain? And then the presence is there. And I mean, I, can, I have personal story after story where, uh, and this is where things like little practices, like even being grateful to see that I have the limiting belief, right? Sometimes that's helpful. Yeah. I'm super absolutely. excited. I'm super stoked that I see that I've got this feeling in me because mm-hmm. when you get practicing with it, you know it's possible that it's going to go away. And you know when it goes away, you're going to be more present. You're going to have more power and you're going to be in your knowing. And yes. our knowing is this fabulous place of operating that's so... I can't explain it more, though. When I'm in my presence, it's as if this crazy mind and these crazy energies just have to, they're just out of the way. Mm. And life is flowing through me versus me fighting it. Oh, it's so, so beautiful. Thank you so much for that share. I know for sure that's definitely landing with the listeners for sure. Um, And I I really feel like we could, you've said so many beautiful terms and things that I really feel like we could really have a huge deep dive into. Um, But for the sake of the episode timeframe we have, hopefully you'll be able to come back again, Denise, and maybe we can see, you know, what the, what the listeners' questions may be and, you know, kind of go into some of these different aspects a little bit deeper. Um, but if you were to say, you know, what is maybe the most important tool for somebody to reach that, um, that state of the present moment or maybe if – whatever tool you're inspired to share with us um, before we close the episode today, yeah. what, would you, what would you offer? So, guys, there's a lot, but I'm going to offer my favorite, by the way, which doesn't mean it's the only way. I like, mm-hmm. um, I think the most poignant practice for me in the beginning was mm-hmm. understanding, was, was what I call judgment analysis that I did mm. about myself and about my life. So what does this mean? This is a very practical example I'm about to give you. Okay. Get yourself a notebook. Okay? Get yourself that piece of paper. And I challenge you <laughs> to walk through your day 
And every time in your little mind, you make a judgment about the external world, and you can have two columns if you'd like, something in the external world. What I mean is like you walk down the street and you're like, oh, my God, she has pink hair. I don't care, whatever it is. Write it down. And then you can make another, another column for the ones you made about yourself. Judgment out, judgment in. Start mm-hmm. that list. First of all, I'm going to tell you that you're going to be shocked at how much you judge. Mm-hmm. Okay? So the second thing I'm going to ask you to do is contemplate each one of those things, maybe when you have a few moments. You can do this later. You don't have to do it for too long. If you do it for two or three days, you will notice when you look at some of those judgments. I want you to ask yourself, what was I feeling? Uh, it, this, is, this is a very huge practice. It kind of, it's deeply rooted in a lot of high spiritual practices, like Zogshan practices. And these practices are the contemplative practices, contemplative practices. But I'm asking you to contemplate via your judgments. What you will pull up here, what's going to bubble up is below these judgments, you're going to find some themes. And they're going to have a lot to do with these, these, this world of those energies that I was talking about that are keeping you from your knowing and your presence. And that is a practice which is unlike other practices where you meditate, right, and other things which are great, don't get me wrong. I, in fact, there are contemplative move, moving to what I call active meditation practices, which would be another step on this. But just unpacking how much you judge and whether you can see it will bring to the surface a lot of things. Because presence goes through you without the judgment. So that's what I'm going to just say. Start to unpack it. Start to see what you might be amazed you might start to see a lot of limiting mm. beliefs. You might see a lot of false narratives. You could see, it's amazing. You might see some what I call um, programs that are just based on your culture or your parents or whatever, right? Mm. Thing, mm. I, ideas that have actually been implanted in you from society that are judged. Yes. We, we're filled with them. We're filled with them. So I know yes. that doesn't sound maybe like that sexy or that much fun, insanely effective practice to start unpacking this. Yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for that share. It, oh, I, I feel like when we sit down and we're able to look at that throughout the day, what so much has that story that we talked about at the beginning of the episode today, you know, what is keeping us from being present, the stories, and then the emotions we tie with it, and then the, the past and the future stories of the, um, did you say, say it as the stream of thought was how mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. titled it? Yeah. yeah. And it's just this practice, this tool that you just gave us is 
going to be so helpful in getting ourselves into that present and allowing ourselves to start to take a step back and look at what's really going on in the mind. And um, I, I think that was an absolutely brilliant share. And it's going to, oh gosh, I, I feel like so many miracles are going to happen for people after they start to see that and start to do the unraveling or the peeling back of the onion and just kind of having that beautiful reflection, that mirror, you know, pulled out and to be able to see what that may unfold as for others and creating the beliefs and the lifestyle and the, the everything of who we are in a much more mindful, present, and by our truth, whatever that may be for each individual person, to be able to receive that energy on that level. So thank you mm-hmm. so much. And Denise, totally where can... Yes, I'm really so grateful that you spent this time here with me. Even just your energy has put me in that present, in that, in that space of calm and receive and flow. So thank you so much for that. Um, so if anyone wants to find you, connect with you, learn more about you, where can they go? So um, my website is Denise at your, I'm sorry, my website is <laughs> yourbalancedyou.com. And my uh, email is denise at yourbalancedyou.com. So either way is a great way to reach out to me. And um, yeah, thank you very much for having me. So much fun just to get to chat with you today. Yes, you as well, Denise. Thank you so much. And to be in this field, I've enjoyed being here with you so much today. And Hopefully you'll have some time in the future coming, you know, episodes to come on and maybe we can do a deep dive into some of those amazing terms that you brought up today and um, maybe this has yeah, just it, been the beginning. <laughs> yeah, so Renee, this can be, each element of what we talked about today can be unpacked. So for sure, oh, yes. there's a, there yes. is a deep dive where you can yes. just take a component of it and go down. And um, for the listeners that are ready for this work, um, I promise you this is, if you are to put energy into anything, I mean, this is my personal opinion, but mm-hmm. this is the most powerful thing you can put energy into. This is life-changing mm-hmm. work. Yeah. And if you were to it's say to me, Denise, here is so much money. You'd have enough money to live the rest of your life, but you can't. You would never have been able to have done this work. I would say no, thank you. No mm. amount of money would ever, ever take me away from this work because it has been that huge for me. Mm. Yes, absolutely. So and this I is, couldn't this agree is just more personal. You know, yeah, this mm. is this is this is to do the work, to roll up your sleeves, to step into your power, your power, um, to, to start to really live a life of presence is priceless, as the commercial would say, priceless. Um, <laughs> it is, it is it, and, 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 and freeing and liberating and everything and life-changing. So 
Um, I'm not trying to make huge promises. I just know this to be the truth. Mm-hmm. Yes, it absolutely is. And I know that this surely is landing in the right space for those who are ready to dive deeper. <laughs> so, exactly. Denise, again, thank you so, so much for being here. It's been a pleasure connecting with you today on this level. And thank you so much to all of our listeners for tuning in. We look forward to producing more episodes like this and really helping you live your best life as you define it. So thank you so much for joining in, everyone, and have an amazing day. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you.